I'm Vanessa Tyler, and you're listening to Episode 1 of GEICO's Generational Storytime on the Black Information Network. The murder of George Floyd in 2020 prompted a groundswell in civil rights activism across the country. In February of 2021, we sat down with the politically active Vega family from Teaneck, New Jersey, to discuss their activism, community development, and how the country should move forward. Rona Vega is the founder and CEO of Parent Matters. Parent Matters is based in the greater New York City area and is a pipeline to greatness for young people in the area. It mentors, nurtures, and empowers parents with the educational tools and resources to help their children succeed. Teji Vega is studying business administration at Long Island University and is the vice president of the Teaneck Youth Initiative. The mission of the Teaneck Youth Initiative is to unify and educate the young people of Teaneck, New Jersey, on local politics and voting rights while also becoming the representative voice for Teaneck youth. Victor Vega has a Ph.D. in African-American studies, and he brought a much-appreciated academic touch to the conversation. Our conversation has been edited for clarity. How are you all feeling? I'm doing okay. We're good. Good, good. Well, let's start in the present and talk about the future. Does the next generation bring you hope? We can start with Victor. The next generation always uh, reminds me of my generation and people pretty much um, anticipating us to make our contributions to society. So as always, I have faith and I do have hope that the next generation is going to grow into the leaders that they should be. And I am also hopeful that they will be here to change and improve the human condition. Excellent. Rona? Yes. Thank you, Vanessa. So yes, I do. I wear rose-colored glasses. Many people say that often. And um, I do have hope for the next generation. Everything that we see going on, everything I've seen since I was a young person growing up and knowing my own history from my mother and grandparents, I feel like we are moving forward. I feel like this past summer, there has been a huge impact in our communities across the world. So I think having more people, not just Black people involved, and other people who are non-Black willing to do the heavy lifting for and with us and beside us, I feel like there's hope, especially because there's so many more young people like my son involved. Yeah, and speaking of your son, Taji, what about you? You've seen the people who are out there on the streets protesting, many of them, you're 21, many of them are your age. What about you? Are you hopeful? 100%. I think the minute we let doubt seep into our minds that the next generation will not be capable of doing the things that our um, ancestors have been capable of doing, I think that already puts us at a disadvantage. I believe that they're going to be the ones that will take the torch from our predecessors and continue to strive forward with great valiant efforts. And I believe that there is so much hope for my generation and the ones to come after. That's awesome. Rona, you kind of touched upon this when you said you saw everybody coming together and others helping with the heavy lifting. Well, last summer, people from around the world actually came together to support Black Lives Matter and to protest the racial inequality. 
with that in mind, do you think we're on the right track for change and really for the Black community and for society as, as a whole? Because we know over the summer, everybody was really um, pumped and into it. But, you know, sometimes things change and attitudes change. But do you think at this point, this is it? We are definitely on the right track for change. I definitely agree that, you know, um, we can start fading after a while and that we've seen that over our lifetime. But I do feel with the young people and then again, like I said, so many people of non-Black being involved in starting these particular organizations, my son even being one of the founders of the student organization here on social justice in our town and having the young people involved. And then me as a woman, as a Black woman, being very involved with the uh, Courageous Conversations, we call them tea talks with non-Black women. And we're doing this on a monthly basis. And so I think because so much has been stirred up inside of so many people that if we continue these conversations, I was on a, a Zoom call last night where I was presenting. So we're on the right track. And I think that we're moving forward this time. And now that's interesting. You said tea talks. So what is that where you're getting a diverse group of women together and talk about real concerns? We're getting a, a group of so uh, black women and Jewish women started this uh, conversation here in our town, which is mostly um, black and Jewish. And so we started these conversations amongst ourselves. And now we're moving into inviting women of other uh, race, ethnicities into the conversation we have a select set of questions and we're growing with each time because it, it's really important that we start having and asking those uncomfortable questions. We, we live together in the same town, but we don't break bread together. We don't participate in the same athletic programs. There's so much separation. And in our town, honestly, the only reason um, the Jewish people interact with people of color are taking care of their homes or their kids. And so we need to start having some different conversations, courageous, uncomfortable conversations, so we all show and respect each other and let them know that we as people of color, we, we as Black people want to be respected and be treated as human beings. How worried are you as a mother? Your son is 21. How worried are you as a mother today? Oh, I'm super worried. Um, the minute he got his driver's license, the minute he started, you know, driving and, and hanging out um, past maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night, even walking in our neighborhood is concerning. Every time he leaves the house, uh, I have two sons actually. And every time they leave the house, um, where he goes to college, if he's out and about out there, it's very concerning. But we are starting to open up, I think, for the first time, us as Black women. And I, I have an organization of other Black women where we have these talks and conversations where um, we feel relief and we feel like we don't have to hold this inside as much anymore and we can show up and talk about our concerns and our fears. I think before we felt like people don't really want to hear us talking about, well, I'm really worried that Teji is going to this party tonight or that Teji got stopped by the police yesterday, et cetera. So I think that we have to, um, we're finally giving ourselves permission to breathe, relax, and talk about what our concerns are. Awesome. Now, Victor, you have your PhD in African-American studies. Yes. It's been shown that depending on the educational system, history lessons can be inaccurate and yes. events can be misrepresented. Did yes. you find any evidence of this? And if not, at the PhD level, what about in elementary schools? 
Well, no, I mean, history obviously is something that's important to every culture, but depending on whose view and whose perspective is being told from, you will always only get pretty much a one-sided understanding. You know, in my studies, history has always been in the context of Western civilization. So in that sense, it's built around the uh, heritages that underscore history. I asked one of my students, who is one of the greatest thinkers in our culture, they'll come out quickly and say Aristotle, they'll say Socrates, they'll say Plato. And then I will say, well, what culture are you from? And they may say, well, I'm from a Chinese culture, or I am from an African culture. And then I would ask him, how come your answer is more towards a Western answer as opposed to the answer that I thought you would give me from your culture? So when we think about history, you know, we're thinking about the Greco-Roman experience in terms of the intellectual mindset, when we're thinking about the whole spiritual and wisdom uh, format, we're guided by the Judeo-Christian relationship. And then when we think about how to run business in this country, we're always looking to the history of the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. So that being said, now that the code word is diversity, equity, and inclusion, we're getting more um, people who are rising out of those universities, doing research, uh, trying to get a better understanding of people's cultures and how they've been able to sustain their civilizations and create very, very strong processes and histories that now those histories are now being allowed to be uh, compared and moved into the discussions and at least the um, university levels. K to 12, I think they're going to take a long um, time to process that. I know that um, when they do Black History Month, typically they're going to talk about the uh, standard heroes that we know. But when we talk about it in the context of a curriculum, now it's got to include things that are much more deeper than just talking about Dr. King. We want to know exactly, you know, um, what were some of the other peoples that might have been important to that history. So there's still a long way to go in terms of how that's being negotiated in the K-12, but at least in the universities, it's just no longer Black History Month and then we're done with it. Students are fighting for, you know, programs to be representatives of their uh, culture. They're definitely doing more research and they're coming back with more information that's representative of questions around, you know, an intellectual heritage, around spiritual uh, relationship, and around the sociopolitics and the economy that each culture can bring in terms of the uh, contributions to that learning and to those universities. Yeah, yeah. Well, Teji, let's, let's turn over to you. Your mom mentioned that you're also in, in some groups uh, in terms of bringing awareness. Talk about what you do. Absolutely. So I'm the vice president of the Teaneck Youth Initiative. And our main goal was to, one, be the voice and be the, the center voice for the youth demands within our town and also be the center of trying to bring a communal relationship uh, within our town. A lot of the things that are going around in the country, we've noticed Historically, Teaneck has always been a very diverse place, but we have never really had really meaningful conversations and had a lot of understanding with the people that we surround ourselves with, our neighbors. 
You know, there are many different uh, types of people within TNAC, and you know, they say it's a melting pot. But we don't really necessarily understand who our neighbors are, what our perspectives are, and it has created some tension within our town. And so our main goal as an organization is to bring those demands to light, what the youth want. What the youth want now is one, a unification of the, our town in particular in terms of culture and people so that we can create a more sustainable community uh, for everyone and a town that we can be proud of uh, going forward into the future. Are you referring to Teaneck, New Jersey? Yes, Teaneck, New Jersey. Yeah, it's interesting because it does appear there that there are two towns that just kind of coexist and never to mix. Um, that's it's a very that's a very interesting dynamic. Any final thoughts at all, Vega family? We've gone through a lot of trauma in the last four years, political trauma, you know, racial trauma, sexual orientation trauma. And somehow with this um, health crisis, this pandemic, it all seemed to have given us a different understanding on how we need to come and be more united, set aside those traumas so that we can uh, think about our own day-to-day survival. And so we're trying to work this out and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to rise out of this um, pandemic, come out and maybe be more appreciative of, you know, our survival and our respect for one another. This is what the next chapter is going to either show or is it going to be business as usual? That is the question. Wow. Well, the Vega family, thank all of you for all that you do as citizens of the world and as a proud example of an American family. Take care and stay safe. Thank Thank you. you. I'm Vanessa Tyler, and this has been GEICO's Generational Storytime on the Black Information Network.